this is Yarn from StartupRate.io. As you can tell, I'm not in my cramped office, but today I'm in the rainmaking loft in London because together with some friends from Join Mainland, we are doing a trip here to talk to these startups in London. Talking about startups in London, by accident, I caught a guest here on my show. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Absolutely. Hi, I'm Pranay Jain. Uh, we basically are from a company called Enterprise Bot. And can you tell all our listeners before we get into the um, what your company does a little bit about you for like max five minutes? So uh, Enterprise Bot, uh, what we've done is we've created a white label. Because that's always interesting for our listeners because many of them are aspiring entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and we want to tell them how you can get into business like there's one one trillion ways at least right so, uh, i'm 26 years old i actually started off in multiple different kind of scenarios i worked in investment banking i worked in consulting real estate and what i really saw was technology was kind of my driver and uh, about two years back i kind of moved completely into technology uh really got fascinated by artificial intelligence and uh Ever since, I think every day I would have read at least one paper on AI and what exactly is the next thing to do in natural language processing. And uh, yeah, I mean, coming from a non-tech background to be able to pick up AI was really uh, rewarding, at least personally. And I absolutely love the field and there's very little I would not like to talk about over there in that field. And how did you end up here in London? Have you been born here, raised here? No, actually, I'm born in India. Uh, I studied in the US and then uh, there was this opportunity to come to Startup Bootcamp uh, Fintech. Uh, we applied, uh, we got shortlisted and we absolutely loved the program, set up our uh, headquarters over here then. And uh, we've been now uh, in London for about six months and we're pretty much now finalizing office spaces. We're working with clients. We absolutely love it in London. Despite the weather? Despite the weather, the snow, uh, the breeze, the rain, yes. <laughs> okay, I see. Uh, what is the biggest thing you wish someone would have told you before you came to London? Uh, that's an interesting question. I know. <laughs> I think what would be really interesting if someone would have told us was B2B sales are always going to be slower than you expect. Uh, it's going to be a lot of time spent not on technology, but on actually explaining the solution in an easy way. We would have modified our approach and gone much faster over there. But overall, honestly, we've had such a great experience over here. There's probably very little we would change. And from where in the States came you in? Where did you go to school? Uh, so uh, I went to school in Bentley University in Boston. So much colder there. <laughs> uh, but yeah that's why London does not seem that bad it's always a question of the perspective I see <laughs> so w what is your company and what do they actually do here as I was mentioning uh, we uh, create AI based chatbots so we white label AI solutions to banks insurance companies to allow them to speak to their customers in a much faster and easier way when we were actually doing research we found that most people are waiting on call for at least 45 seconds in this day and age that seems criminal and to close a call it takes 320 seconds over and above that a single call costs a bank or insurance company four and a half pounds now, just imagine if artificial intelligence can get all those times to around three and a half seconds and get that cost to less than 50 pence. That's revolutionary. So that means you save approximately five pounds per call, which I would say is something like uh, four, four and a half euros, let's say, 
also four and a half dollars approximately like that and how many calls do your clients have on usually on a, on a usual not too busy day on average in a year a large bank for example let's say like lloyds or one which would have more than 30 million customers would get about 75 to 80 million calls a year that would translate to around 300 million dollars spent just on calls being received Ooh, that's a lot of money and how you actually help them um when you talk like that i always have this um this picture in mind this movie in mind uh, the, the the those um comedies you always see no cancel no not candy cancel that, that that's what i have in mind so what does your tool make differently so i think voice technology has come a long long way from the uh, movies the way we Uh, look at Siri, I think with Amazon Echo, with even Google, even Nuance, the technology of voice recognition is improved by leaps and bounds. But what we do is we have a twofold approach. So we have the chatbot, which is a text-based approach, which is obviously a lot more accurate because you're texting. So the voice recognition part uh, goes away and you have the higher accuracy. And it is very, very quick and very, very accurate. So on the accuracy scale, you have somewhere around 84 to 85% accuracy which is very good because think about this. Think about how you would search in Google. Let's say you search for something, but you don't get the right response. You're getting it instantly. Because you're getting it instantly, you can kind of rephrase it and still under two seconds, you get the right response. Now think about the same conversation on a phone. You're trying to explain to someone, you might not be able to understand the accent. They might not be able to understand what exactly you want to do. They are probably even on the phone trying to tell you, oh, do you want to do this instead of this? And that's a much longer wait. And your phone might just get disconnected while you're doing all of this. This is much simpler, faster. And what we see is we can't do everything. What we are really targeting are the low-hanging fruit first, which means about 30% of your calls today are for things like blocking your credit card or checking whether a transaction has gone through or no. Simple things like that should be automated and there's a huge amount of cost saving that's possible over there. Same thing with recommendation engines. You've already got Amazon kind of recommending what you probably want to buy next. Why can't banks and insurance companies based on your historical flow kind of tell you that, okay, based on whatever we know about you, this probably makes sense. This can actually save you money. Of course, there are regulations over there which you have to tackle but it's a much smarter way of using AI and actually allowing AI to assist people rather than actually blocking them from doing what they want to do. I see. And how are you actually dealing with accents? I now have in mind, like Boston is speaking a very proper English. Uh, you have a big difference, like in the Caribbean, in Texas, um, Scotland. There's actually a very nice video I'm going to share here with with uh, BBC Scotland voice recognition in Scotland. It, 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 it's quite funny. Um, and how are you dealing with all those accents? So artificial intelligence in its essence is all about data. The more data you keep throwing at it, the faster it will learn, the more it understands. So what we've done is based on which country or which city we're really working in, we put in a lot of data which we get from our B2B players because they have huge data sets. Just imagine 70 million calls for a single bank. That's the amount of data that's really going in to really process and help this engine understand the customers and allowing us to actually deal with those customer requests and make them better. And right now you're only working for English, right? We presently have already started pilots uh, for English banks. Uh, 
we are working with a French bank and we are about to pick up a project in Zurich, uh, which is German. So we are looking at three major languages that we would be focusing on in the next 12 months. That is very interesting. And <laughs> how are you getting along with the Swiss German accent? <laughs> so, <laughs> the Swiss German accent, we learned very quickly that Swiss German is a language by itself. Uh, <laughs> it uh, actually has very little written uh, text. So each person writes Swiss German in a different way. So it's been a very interesting problem to actually encounter. The good part is that computers learn faster than humans. And again, the main thing is data. You keep pushing data into the system and our technology, we purposely kind of defocus from using uh, language parsers, which would basically tell you what's a noun, pronoun, and all those adjectives. We rather go for a vectorized approach, which is a statistical approach, which allows you to put a lot of data and understand what the person wants to do based on the data. So that reduce, reduces your need to really train the computer about the language, but increases the need of data. And we uh, are actually getting reasonably good results. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because right now it sounds like you put a few PhD in statistics and a big amount of data in one room, you shake it, and then you have a final solution coming out. Is this about the way you do it? <laughs> you put the right P PhDs in that room and the right data, absolutely, that is how you do it. Uh, but yes, uh, if you really look at what art artificial intelligence is, uh, to a great extent, I think people are very afraid of what AI is, and uh, many times they don't even really understand the entire perspective of AI. But AI in its today, in its current form really is about re reducing uh, the inaccuracy level or reducing the F-score. And the way you do it today is all about putting the right amount of data that is very well structured. Now, what's really important is to understand what is the data required and how to transform that data to get the correct output. And that's where a lot of knowledge and a lot of understanding is required. But any person who says that they don't require data or they don't require that much data to be able to do this, I think would be misguiding uh, in the way uh, AI Or he would be in a post-factual world. <laughs> so uh, you can take the fear out of people that at one point your AI is working like hell, like the robot of, uh, from Odyssey, right? It was, like, it was like the robot who went berserk and killed all the people. <laughs> so we do have Terminator plans uh, in our roadmap for 2020. But, <laughs> uh, but for the short run, what we've done is we've created a semi-autonomous uh, way of learning, which means that the AI system very quickly learns for the tasks it's already been taught, uh, that what you're uh, basically the new request coming in, it's pre-categorizing and retraining on that basis, but it's not learning new replies without control from the client. As a B2B client, it's very important to one, be respectful of your clients. Uh, two, you need to be able to give answers that are compliant with uh, regulations, which means that any answer that goes from the AI system back to the uh, back to the client of the business needs to be very, very regulated uh, so that we don't screw up and there aren't millions of dollars of fees that the bank really needs to pay uh, to ensure that we've used the semi-autonomous approach and we've seen that that's what most businesses want as well. So you forbid your chatbot to curse? Yes, we have forbidden it to learn any kind of uh, project A kind of language yet. But as I said, 2020, we'll be there. <laughs> 
Awesome. Before 2020, are you still looking to raise some money? So we are looking at raising a Series A round very quickly. Uh, we hope uh, we already have about four pilots. We are adding another two pilots in the next uh, 45 days. Hopefully that should be done. We've got a major partnership with one of the large uh, consultancies. And uh, hopefully we should have our round closed in the next four months. Very cool. If someone hears this and is interested, just reach out to us. We'll do the contract. Thank you very much. It was completely my pleasure. Same here. Thank you so much. Cheers.